welcome back to the next episode on the Filipino Momcast. Our little show in the podcast world opens up conversations around cultural and generational narratives within the Filipino community. We are three Filipino moms living in America who share real life stories and how we are deconstructing and navigating this journey of parenting and everything in between to help other Filipino moms just like us. My name is Linda Gonki and I am one of your FMC co-hosts and thanks for hanging out with us on episode 11. In this episode, Rowan, Marianne, and myself will be talking about the way of thinking that's deeply rooted in our culture and known as colonial mentality. Have you heard of this at all? Whether you have or you haven't, you're in for a good episode as we explore this topic. Oh, and also, don't forget to share this podcast with another Filipino mom in your life, or any mom really, so she knows she doesn't have to navigate this alone. And when I say any mom, I really do mean any mom and anyone can listen and gain insight from our show because we've had amazing feedback on how our show is helping those who are not Filipino to better understand our experiences so that they can help serve our community better. We appreciate you for listening and for sharing how this podcast is changing your lives. Please continue to share your insights and takeaways with us through your social media stories and posts, or feel free to DM us if that's more your style. In the podcast description, you'll get access to our contact information, but also any resources mentioned in the episode as well. You'll also see ways you can send us a voice message and find other ways you can support what we're doing here on the Filipino Momcast. Thank you for being here. Let's get started with episode 11. I think it would be great to get your feedback on this too, Rick. So Lynn and I were talking about, we didn't know that Filipinos were basically quote unquote edited out of textbook history <laughs> of history <laughs> in the United States. I would love to know in the Philippines what that looks like because the only reason like I know about some histories, because my great uncle, he did serve as a scout and then my maternal grandpa, he also was the military. I don't remember what it was. And then, you know, I, we, I have like uncles who are in the Navy and Chris has uncles in the Navy. So, you know, like I knew we existed because they're all Navy men, but I didn't know anything else. Yeah. So I knew we existed in America. I just didn't. They never talked about us in textbook. Yes. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> what I know about, so I'm not an, a historian, so someone else might be better informed than me but in the philippines the textbooks americans are usually the the hero of the historical narrative so basically when i was growing up what was informed with students is that the americans are basically our savior they we would have been we have been better off because they basically the guys that were worse were the spaniards and good thing that the americans saved us from. they were our salvation um in general i think that's the way the stories of history comes up in our textbooks at least growing up yeah wow wow, wow. so you can imagine the colonial mentality of filipinos Oh my gosh, my mind is so blown by that, that in another country, because, you know, the Spaniards colonized us, and America was, quote, unquote, our saviors, that makes so much sense for the colonial mentality, just everything. 
that makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been reading about the colonial mentality and I think it's so profound because when I think back to the way that I felt growing up and even though my upbringing wasn't very traditional, the effects of it were still there. Yeah. I really thought it's you passing down just what you know. I didn't know it was wrapped up and tied to something else that caused people to think and operate their behaviors that way. And to me, that makes so much sense. And it was really refreshing to kind of see it as a bigger picture. Because I really was, you know, just seeing it going up the line versus okay, maybe it's just us. But no, 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 you feel the same too. When really, collectively, we're, it's a thing. It's a thing. I see the difference of being, you know, born and raised here and thinking differently versus, you know, obviously being born and raised in the Philippines, which I don't know what that is, but I can identify the difference just the way things are viewed. And that's where Rowan is kind of like that bridge to help us decolonize the mindset. Right. You know? And I'm still in the process of decolonizing myself. I right. we all. <laughs> and I think that's a forever like it's an ongoing process. I have always felt like I was operating from a face of inferiority. And then in certain circumstances that will come out as superiority to others. For me, like in the process of going back to the truth of just, you know, who we're supposed to be. For me, I've always, I always feel like it is a struggle each and every single day because that part of me is so deeply rooted. I have to manifest the second thought, not the first thought. And for me, that is that honestly is a is a daily struggle for me. I didn't know that that had something to do with it. I didn't know until I mean, I started to research for the Filipino mom. I started to research for so much stuff like crab mentality. Have you looked up crab mentality? Crab mentality is like okay, but at the same time, that's still rooted in colonization so it's it's a lot and just the fact Rowan that you say that in the Philippines it's not even the same country that's how the textbooks are written I I cannot I am so like mind blown by all of this so it's it's crazy Well, and it makes sense, though, like if you think about it, right? So I mean, I'm not a historian, I might not have all of this right. But to me, the way that it sounds like we got colonized twice. Mm-hmm. Right? We did. So this is very, this is very, very deeply rooted in our mindsets. And if they're basically freeing us from the Spaniards, why wouldn't we be compliant and grateful? Because we're now, quote, unquote, free? I, yeah. And then, um, you know, right. And so, and and then then we go free and then now we're finally Mm -hmm. free. And it's just like, yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. Like that proximity to whiteness. It makes sense. 
and I know that you we talked about this before, is that I didn't know how to be proud of being Filipino. I've also been learning that to not be Filipino is to be American. Yeah. It just makes so much sense. Like if America is saving our people and they're like, we're going to save you, but you have to erase everything about you. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, but that was kind of the vibe that I'm getting from what I'm researching and what I'm learning. And I'm like, it just, it just brings so much meaning to a lot of these little bits and pieces of things I didn't know I had to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the colorism, right? Mm-hmm. It's, so I was talking to, um, cause you know, me and you, we've never been back to the Philippines, right? Like we've never gone. Um, so we have not experienced that yet, but you know, I've talked to other relatives and they're just like, yeah, you know, there's, oh, there's just this, it feels like this competition always. It's amazing to see this from the States and then what and hearing what people tell me and then me wondering like, so this is why our parents are the way they are. And I think just having any type of knowledge is it helps you just like deep in your soul that, okay, this isn't really actually my fault. This is actually deeply rooted in something else that I didn't, I can't control because Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, and I, I say this all the time, especially now that, and you know, this too, living as a minority in the community. Yeah. I have learned that I am one proud to be Filipino and two, that I look American just as I am because America is truly immigrants. The only indigenous people here were the native Americans and they got basically ripped to shreds just so that Europeans decided that they were going to come here. And knowing that, and then looking at the Philippines, and then seeing that Filipinos have been here since minimally 1850s is like, we were here before the European. So we belong here. For the people who always say, go back, uh, you need to go back because we've been here too. For a really long time. So yeah, I think there's a lot of healing and understanding all of that because we don't, we don't feel enough as darker skinned Filipinos, but also knowing that a lot of indigenous Filipinos were darker, darker than me. And I'm pretty Ilocano dark is as my mom would always say. My sisters are, one of them is about the same Ilocano dark is me and the other one is lighter and it's amazing to as a mom and I'm I'm sure you see this too that just because one of my kids is lighter skinned they are more they're prettier and I've heard that many times when my kids were growing up that they're prettier because they were fairer for some reason hold more value because they're lighter skinned. And then I have kids who are not as pigmented as me, but still not as fair as one of my other kids. And they're more dismissed. And even in a way they have to compensate for something that is not their fault. Like they're just born brown. Like yeah, you don't get to choose the shade. I don't get to choose the the shade of of my color of my skin like yeah so that's amazing. Yeah I mean the Filipino culture is so complex. It's so beautiful and yet so complex really. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what, as a Filipino therapist, how do we navigate all of our hard feelings when it comes to not feeling like we're enough and then learning that a lot of that is the colonial mentality? How do we navigate this? Ah, what a uh, complex question, but a very good question. Are you, give me some more um, context. So more in a practical sense, is it us speaking to our parents in ourselves? Like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it within ourselves because that's who I deal with every day. Like, you know, and, and I have imprints of people telling me to not go in the sun because um, I'm going to get dark. But spoiler alert, I'm already dark. Um, yeah, just like individual dealings with um, colonial mentality. And yeah. the, obviously the best of your ability, Rowan. I know that you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a historian, but I think it's very important to learn history. Uh, I think I mentioned this in our other um, episode that when you study history, things that were adaptive behaviors because we want to survive, say, any types of threat, whether it's colonialism, the threat of poverty, ecological threats of like maybe flood storms, which is the Philippines is geographically located and it's actually one of the most uh, visited country when it comes to the ecological natural disasters, right? We have to develop a certain uh, type of coping mechanism. And so basing it from that, simply from human behavior, history, you understand the certain behaviors such as our parents telling us, get out of the sun. They seem very personal and hurtful. And certainly the thing is what we don't transform, we transmit. So what things that we don't heal, whether we say, well, I don't want to worry about that or that's too painful to think about, that's an individual choice to work on our stuff or not. But whether we choose to work on it or not, what we don't heal, we transmit. So when we don't allow ourselves to suffer, uh, and I mean suffer is like to really sit with our pain, then we pass on that suffering, that transmission to the next generation. So for me, it's our responsibility to just be more aware that what used to be adaptive. So for instance, we have a very similar history as far as like say african-americans as far as the fairer you are you might have more privilege as far as you know during the feudal system like farming and whatnot so during the spaniards uh you can have more access in the home it's very similar to colonizers their strategy to seemingly uphold superiority as far as their colonizer group is concerned and so you can understand that Filipinos during that time would want to have, would want to protect their children, be in a higher class, if you will, even though you're seen as a third class citizen. And so you can understand a parent saying to a child, you know what, it's getting hot, let's go inside because children who are fair get favored. And so what parent would not want their children to be favored or at least at least avoid punishment. And so when you understand these things, 
history, when you um, hear your parents say things that are very offensive, of course it's okay to be offended because they are offensive. And that's the thing, they are transmitted. But when you understand where they're coming from, in fact, they could not explain because they haven't really fully understood. It was just passed on and it's transmitted from generation to generation. So even if you ask them, you confront them, they don't know. Most of them, don't, they don't know. But you know, right. that, that's the difference. When you know, when you understand, you break the cycle. So when you hear that, you come from a place of not just being insulted, but from a place of you understand. And so your strategy from being insulted compared to when you understand a little bit more is so much more different. So when yeah. you confront, I think I mentioned this also with the stroke and kick. It's like when you stroke someone, you come from a place of understanding and then you kick. Kick is more like for me, just you're negotiating your position. Uh, they're more malleable to really accepting your position because you've stroked them, meaning you understood them. You come from a place of understanding. If you kick, they're likely going to kick back. Mm. And so uh, for me, just understanding things in general, whether it's colonialism, racism is to understand history how it used to be adaptive and certainly we want to transform and and recognize that old stories no longer are adaptive in fact they're maladaptive and and wanting to slowly change that but we don't can't change that without understanding first where they came from how that came about and just simply like questioning and confronting it's really for me I really encourage dialogue because dialogue is really more trying to understand the other. It's asking more questions rather than preparing for statements to throw at another person in case they say this. I think that's very destructive. I see that a little bit more in social media where very well-meaning individuals are seemingly giving tools, but when you do not understand from a very compassionate historical viewpoint of how these things came about, you see that there's so much more attention. It really backfires. So that's my take. Yeah. So good. That is amazing. And I feel like I've healed so much just in that and just in your explanation, just because then I don't feel crazy because I feel like I'm not enough. And that, Maybe part of that is from imprints from my parents, but also just from generations of just trying to survive. It makes so, so, so much sense. Yeah. I think that knowing it was, like we were saying earlier, that it wasn't something that we did and that it was a system that was already oiled and running. Mm -hmm. What you were saying, um, Roanne, about survival, I mean, absolutely, we do what we need to do. And it, this is what you need to do to survive and to get ahead and to make life better for yourself. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. You work with what you have. I don't know if there's a right or wrong about it, because mm -hmm. it was just like, I need to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of my ancestors who did what they needed to do 
Um, for me, not really having any ties to culture, to family beyond um, really my mom. Like just this in this conversation, I feel like I'm really, truly starting to find my own identity because I didn't know, you know, it's kind of that question. Who are we? Like, who are you? What is it that you want to do? What is your heart for? What's your purpose and stuff, you know? And I would always find myself running to this dead end because it was really hard to like know that there was something bigger that existed and I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And so this, um, you know, going from generation to generation, it's like we have an opportunity to change that dialogue. And like that's something I know I've stood by for a long time. But even more so, it's like now it has even more meaning to it than just, yeah, like, of course, I want to raise my kids better. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to, I yeah. want them to experience these kinds of things and so and so. But now I feel like it even has more meaning because of what has happened. Right. And we're the first for me and you. Right. And even for Rowan, because, mm-hmm. you know, she immigrated here. We as moms are navigating as first generation Filipino Americans. We're navigating how to raise our kids as Americans. Right. In an individualism culture comparative to, you know, other Asian communities where we are a collective. And for me, knowing that in itself makes me understand so much about my parents and why things are, but not even just that, just understanding that like Rowan always says, like it's so complex and to give ourselves grace that we are going to, we are trying our absolute best now that we have this knowledge of why our parents said all those things. And I I don't think we'll ever 100% ever fully heal from it, but we can begin to change the conversation as Filipino Americans that maybe, I don't know, in five generations or so, we, everybody will be okay. Yeah, it'll Mm -hmm. be different. It's going to look different. I mean, this is where we are at right now and where we are doing our part. And, you know, in our kids, it's going to look different. Oh, yeah. You know, and in our grandkids. Oh, geez. (laughs) So different. I I think I'm closer to that than you guys by like (laughs) five years. But I'll I'll let you know how that all goes. (laughs) Keep us posted on that. I, I will keep you posted on that. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Filipino Momcast. Don't forget to subscribe and to share this podcast with others, whether it's through social media, a text, or a quick shh. Hey, Have you listened to these ladies? It's a small step in getting the conversation started and rippling that change into existence, which you play a huge part of. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the next episode.